Section 28 of Claimants to Royalty. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Claimants to Royalty by John H. Ingram. Chapter 28. The False Charlotte of Russia. The Tsarovich Alexis, son of Peter the Great of Russia, was married in October 1711 at Torgo to the Princess Charlotte of Brunswick. In July of the following year, being then only 18 years of age, the young bride made her public entry into St. Petersburg. She is always described as an amiable and beautiful girl, and was, so it was averred, the choice of Alexis himself. Be this as it may, there can be no doubt that the Tsarevich treated his young consort with neglect, even if he did not brutally ill-use her. Some authorities, indeed, asserting that he frequently struck her, although, as she was liked and protected by the Tsar, his father, of whom he stood in considerable dread, this seems scarcely probable. Alexis gave up his time to the society of a favorite girl of the lowest extraction, and amid various kinds of debauchery, forgot or ignored the existence of his wife, and the two children she bore him, one of whom, a daughter, died in childhood, whilst the other, a son, ultimately became Peter II. Some ascribe the intense antipathy Alexis appeared to entertain for his unfortunate wife, to a belief he entertained that she complained of him to the Tsar, who frequently, in no very measured terms, took occasion to expostulate with him on his conduct to his wife. Soon after the birth of her second child, the princess grew dangerously ill, and her malady was heightened by the deep melancholia which had for some time past preyed upon her. It was soon seen that her case was hopeless, and every one, save the princess herself and her abandoned husband, appeared to be deeply affected. Alexis never came near his dying wife, whilst the poor princess herself appeared to be only too willing to escape from the miseries of life. She seemed to anticipate death as a merciful release from her troubles, and implored the physicians not to torment her any longer as she resolved to die. On the day before her death, she dictated a document addressed to the Tsar, in which she left all the funeral arrangements to him, and recommended both her children to his care and affection, so that they might be educated according to their birth and position. Her jewels and valuables she left to her children, her dresses to her cousin and dear companion, the Princess of Courland, requested that her debts might be discharged, and the expenses of those who accompanied her to Russia defrayed home. She thanked the Tsar and his wife Catherine for their kindness to her, and, in fact, left arrangements for all her worldly matters. On the following day, November 1st, 1715, she died, and, despite the fact that she died in the Lutheran faith, although she had been strongly solicited to abjure it for the Greek church, out of respect for her memory, the Tsar had her remains interred with regal pomp in the Cathedral of St. Peter and St. Paul at St. Petersburg. The foregoing particulars have been thus minutely given, in order that the great improbability of the story told by the adventuress who subsequently assumed her name and rank might be rendered the more manifest. 
according to the story told by a woman who appeared in france about the middle of the last century and claimed to be the deceased princess charlotte the princess soon after the birth of her son taking advantage of the czar's absence from his capital caused a report of her death to be circulated the czarovitch who not having paid any attention to her when alive was scarcely likely to give himself much trouble about her dead was averred to have ordered the body to be buried without delay whereupon according to the claimant's statement a piece of wood was substituted for the supposed corpse and was interred within the cathedral whilst the princess made good her escape into france a woman who had resigned her home and infant children in order to avoid the worry of a husband's neglect and brutality would be expected to return to her father's home but this princess it is alleged first made good her retreat to france and then still apprehensive of discovery notwithstanding the fact of the burial of her supposed remains embarked for the united states and settled in louisiana there she met a french sergeant who had formerly been in st petersburg and all unregardful of her royal birth married him and bore him a daughter in seventeen fifty two this ci-devant princess accompanied by her french husband visited paris and as she was walking in the tuileries was seen and recognized after all those years of change by marshal saxe who however gallantly promised not to betray her secret and kindly procured a commission for her husband in the isle of bourbon whither the strangely assorted couple went having lost her second husband and her child the doubly bereaved princess returned to paris in seventeen fifty four in the company of a negress getting into difficulties in consequence of the east india company refusing the bills she had brought with her in her husband's name through her inability to prove herself to have been his wife she took the opportunity of revealing her real rank to a gentleman who had known her in the isle of bourbon and consequently was induced to offer her his assistance soon after this wonderful revelation the soi disant princess disappeared but it was supposed that she had retired to the court of her nephew the duke of brunswick the king of france it was averred had long known the whole circumstances and had even enjoined the governor of the isle of bourbon to pay her the honors due to her rank he also it is said sent an account of the discovery in his own handwriting to maria theresa the empress who immediately wrote to the supposed princess her aunt and doubtless thinking a woman who had abandoned one husband and family would not be more particular over the next advised her to quit her present husband and child whom the king of france promised to provide for and come and reside in vienna this female claimant seems to have utterly disappeared after the bill transaction in paris but her story told in a dozen different ways may be read in the histories and memoirs of the last century end of the false charlotte of russia